This is Saturday Morning Mysteries. And we're your hosts, Alexis and Grace. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone back to another episode of Saturday Morning Mysteries. We're your hosts. I'm Grace. I'm Alexis. And I'm right. Grace is perpetually (laughs) right. Uh I want to tell him why. My goodness, how much does she love that? (laughs) Why? Why is Grace right? Well, Uh one of thousands of reasons why Grace is right. A couple weeks back, you all probably heard us discussing dragons on this Mm -hmm. podcast, or I hope you did. I hope you listened to that episode. If you didn't finish this episode, then go back to the Spring Break of 76 episode Uh and then come right back here and listen to how great Rice is and her knowledge of dragon lore. (laughs) and dragon history in that episode i questioned whether the aztecs the ancient aztecs uh worship dragons i thought oh no surely they had more important things on their hands but no grace she schooled me and she said that dragon lore it's traveled over many ancient civilizations Mm -hmm. i'll admit you weren't sure which i wasn't (laughs) civilization but you mentioned that it possibly was the aztecs who worshiped Kezkotal. Mm-hmm. I looked it up after we recorded that episode. As per usual, Grace was right. So I look, <laughs> I look like a fool, an uncultured swine who knows nothing of dragons. Also, I feel like a poser because I have a dragon sitting here right behind me. So I feel Knock like I don't off. even deserve. Wait, let's Gone see it. You, bring it. Syrian. Bring it to the camera. If you're listening to the podcast, I'm so sorry. Oh, it's the Syrian. Wow. Some uh, this was given to me by a good friend of both of ours. The, the lady who happened to do our logo designs. Oh, my God. Jenna Kendall. <laughs> With the egg. Oh. It used to be connected, nice. but I'm very clumsy and <laughs> broke it, unfortunately. So now I just like to set it up like Viserion <laughs> is protecting his egg. Wow. Um, um, did you know I never finished watching Game of Thrones, but I've read it all. Oh, well. Honestly, which is wow. more impressive. <laughs> That's way more impressive. Thank well, you. You've read all that there is to read. Yes. Thank you. Give me some credit. Um, Yeah, no, that's actually super impressive. I watched it all, um, Mm -hmm. and I actually did not even start watching it until maybe, like, around season six or so, when season (laughs) six came out. I didn't, like, start at season six. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, like, the year that I started Oh, that's what I thought. I definitely thought that's Um, what you meant, that you just, like, showed up at season six and was like, I'm here now. And I was like, wow. Actually, that's more impressive. Yeah, right, and then to, like, still understand what's going on. Um, Uh Yeah. But no, yeah, I love that show. Love that show. But that's actually, enti- that's way more impressive that you've read the books. Mm. I'm sure Do- that you, uh, you would probably love to hear, pretty sure I read recently that George R.R. R. Martin is, um, or yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's writing a, um, he's like working with either Marvel or DC to work on a comic book. <laughs> and everyone's like, what the fuck, dude? Finish, <laughs> finish the Game of Thrones books, <laughs> the Song of Fire and Ice books. What did you do? Yeah, so here are here are my couple hot takes. One even more impressive than me reading them is that I still have avoided all spoilers to how they finished the show, which mm. is far more impressive. So if someone's thinking yeah. right now, like, hi, I'm gonna be funny and put a comment that has a spoiler, I'm not gonna read it. So Great. yes, but anyway, all of this is to say that yeah, right. Grace is a dragon aficionado. <sighs> uh, she yes. knows a lot about knights, she knows about dragons, <laughs> all that ancient. Yeah. Medieval. I, I guess dragons aren't really medieval. Um, world <laughs> worldwide. Yeah. Whatever. Penetrating time in memoriam, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, yes. Yeah, I would say the uh, division of knowledge 
between us is uh, I, I would call you the expert, Alexis, in the world of comic books, all things comic books. Like that is your world. And I know negative amount <laughs> of it. Uh, and then mine would be like the fantasy, mm-hmm. uh, fantasy world, uh, yes. which is mainly what I read uh, yes. and I'm engrossed in. So you were always very into like Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. and Harry Potter mm-hmm. and yes, Game of Thrones, yep. all of that. And only I, I love like, I've grown up. I love all of those movies and whatnot. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm reading like Doctor Strange comics and right, yeah, and I'm like yeah, I've seen the Justice League, Teen Titans comics trailer like for those movies. <laughs> like that, they're it. great movies. They are very yeah, good movies too. Comics are awesome as well. But yes. so we we bring this nerd mm-hmm. knowledge together uh-huh. and a shared love for classic animation to thus. Exactly. create this wonderful podcast and vodcast for y'all yes and speaking of what a great transition point you laid out for us of uh car- other cartoons perhaps and uh we've been as as you've been sticking with us we've been doing scooby-doo uh you know we both really love scooby-doo it's obviously such a great uh you know, connection between that and like the world of crime, because it's literally just solving mysteries. Um, and you've heard us say multiple times that we will be doing other cartoons. Today is not that day yet. So don't either if you're panicking that we're not doing next Scooby-Doo. week also won't be that day. Yeah, we have uh, three more <laughs> Scooby-Doo episodes, including this one. Um, one day we'll probably come back to Scooby-Doo. There's so much Scooby-Doo to cover. Um, as of recording this episode, we have not decided what show we're going to do next. <laughs> But, but a new show is on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Yes. So look out for that. We'll obviously still talk about Scooby and the gang. We'll come back to it one day. Uh, but yeah, you know, there's so many other cartoons out there that we can look at through a true crime lens that we're going to we're going to explore a little bit. And as always, you know, if you stick around in our episodes long enough to hear our outro, you can always send us an email as we mm-hmm. express there. You can send us an email with any show recommendations or if there's any show in particular you want to hear us chat about, whether it's like a full episode or for bonus content. So shoot us an email, give us some more ideas. Mm-hmm. We've got some ideas kind of rolling around in our mind about what we may pick next, but yeah. we're always happy to get more suggestions from y'all. And what's the email for that? The email. Uh-huh. Why would I tell them? <laughs> You'll Find it yourself. To the, outro. <laughs> uh, the email is Saturday morning mysteries at gmail.com. So just our name at gmail.com. And do not send Game of Thrones spoilers into it. Uh, I'll, if they do, I'll filter them out before right. you can get to them. I'm going to just set a filter on to our email that like marks it as spam if they use any <laughs> certain keywords. Game um, of Thrones being one of them. Yeah. <laughs> George R. R. Martin. Yeah. Daenerys. I'm all the characters. And then like, because yeah. I'm mad that someone would think of sending a spoiler, I'm going to be like a, well, I read the books brat and then like add an extra character names that didn't make it into the show and no yeah. one will know but me, but like yeah. I'll be sh- shoving it to the people who want to spoil shit for me. Um, so yeah, not better or anything. Spoilers. Uh, but if you, again, if you're not trying to ruin things and to be a horrible person, which I assume you're not because you're listening to this podcast, so you're probably great oh, slash podcast. Yeah. You're at least moderate. <laughs> I mean, you're you're mildly good if you're listening to this I yeah assume. I mean like these <laughs> I get it uh yeah send in some show ideas because yeah we're gonna be moving through um we haven't even figured out totally how long we'll spend on each show uh but you know no rules here so we'll do what we feel like 
as usual. Make our own rules. We break our own rules. <laughs> oh yeah. Be, yeah. So be prepared for that, that too. <laughs> we'll set a single rule for, yeah. We'll be like, okay, we're going to do this many episodes for this show. And then. And then we'll do like two. <laughs> yeah. We're like, like all right, we're moving on. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. We'll never uh, do another show again. <laughs> yep. This is it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, look forward to that. And uh, right now look forward to Alexis telling us a story from Scooby-Doo. Mm-hmm. Today, I am going to tell you, I'm going to tell you about honestly what I believe to be probably one of the most iconic episodes of the entire Scooby-Doo Whoa. franchise. Yeah, it feels so, like fighting words. Doesn't it? It does. I think you might agree with me by the time okay. I explain why, okay. but we'll I'm, see. I'm nervous. The episode I'm going to talk about today is called The Gruesome Game of the Gator Ghoul. And this is from the Scooby-Doo show season one. It's episode three, again, coming out in 1976 Mm -hmm. on ABC. And why, so why is this episode iconic? You may ask, why am I making such a big Why is this iconic? I am asking. (laughs) You are asking. I shall answer. It's iconic because the episode actually introduces the audience to a family member of Scooby-Doo's that they actually like. Not Scrappy, but Scooby-Dumb. Yeah! (laughs) Do you remember (laughs) Scooby-Dumb? Yes! Even how they drew Scooby-Dumb. I know. It's literally, (laughs) he's gray, but otherwise he's identical to Scooby-Doo. He wears a red cap and has, yeah, red cap and has like big buck teeth because he lives in the middle of uh, the hokey Finoki swamp with his owners, Ma and Pa Skillet. So they kind of make him look like country-ish a little bit. Wait, really quick? Um, Yes. The hokey Finoki swamp? I was about to get Yes. Okay, wait, you're going to get there? Well, yeah, uh, as per usual, we're reading each other's minds. It's based on, yes, the real life Oki Finoki swamp (laughs) on the Florida, Georgia, Florida, Georgia border. Okay. Yep. Okay. That's what I thought. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) And so a little background, actually that, yes. So this is a real life swamp that another Mm -hmm. reason why the episode is iconic, if if you ask me, because I, I love it when... Scooby-Doo brings in like real life kind of stuff mm. and just like you change one letter and then just you add like H a whole to it. fictional wetland now. <laughs> just put an H in front of it. Kind of similar to like the Katazuma, Moctezuma thing. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, Moctezuma was a real dude. Let's just change his name to Katazuma and Dang. then boom. Now it, it exists in the Scooby-Doo universe as well. Um, so yes, in this episode, they're in the Hokey Finoki Swamp, which again, a parody of the real world Hokey Finoki Swamp which um, actually the largest blackwater swamp in North America. Honestly, mm. Grace, I was writing this stuff down. I was like, Grace probably already knows this stuff. I did. She knows about like all <laughs> environmental protection things. And yeah. But tell, tell our listeners more. But so yes, Grace knows this, but listeners, you may not. Um, so the Okefenokee Swamp, it's one of the seven natural wonders of Georgia. So it is that beautiful, apparently, even <laughs> though it is also like all black water and like very murky and dark water. But it's also like a nation- national um, landmark. It's a wildlife refuge. So it's actually very well protected. Well, maybe until very recent years when new mining operations were allowed to uh, mm. to be initiated there. But nonetheless, so this is actually like a very famous um, kind of geographic point in the American, in the United States South. Mm-hmm. Um and it is also home, as I mentioned, at least in the Scooby-Doo universe, to Scooby-Dumb, 
two owners, Ma and Pa Skillet. Wow. And so Skillet, I'm, even. Bless another me. Another reason why this episode is iconic, because for folks who watched it when it first aired, which was definitely not me and Grace, because nope. we are we were not younger. born. Uh, yeah, we were not born yet. <laughs> uh, but for people who did watch it, they probably heard the Skillet name and kind of thought, huh, that reminds me of a very famous uh, fictional or somewhat fictional couple that was very prominent on film and in TV back in the oh. 40s and 50s. The Kettle family, Ma and Pa Kettle were two, uh, they were, it was a couple that was depicted in a 1945 book called The Egg and I by oh. a woman named Betty McDonald. They were originally farmers in like Olympia, Washington, and they kept going through like these kind of like fish out of water situations <laughs> where you like throw these like hillbilly farmers with a bunch of kids into like New York City or like take them to Europe and see what happens. And so oh, it became no. like this very popular comedy film series. And I guess wow. Scooby-Doo really liked those movies. So they're like, hey, let's make fun of or like make a parody of the kettles in wow. Skillet. Okay, I will say um, so far the naming situation, this is like the most in-depth they've thought a it whole is. situation through. Yeah, it, it's not just like, I mean, it kind of is punny because yeah. as you'll see, the Skillet's own a restaurant. God damn um, it. All yeah, right, I take yeah, back they, my compliment. They, they couldn't stop there, but <laughs> it is still cool how they like tie in those mm. um, pop culture references from, from yesteryear. Mm. Um, and so aside from the Skillet's actually owning a restaurant, there is one other big difference between them and the Kettles and the real life book in the movies. Uh -huh. And that is that the Skillet's do not have any children, unfortunately, although they always dreamt of having them. And that will become an important point mm. of, you know, information in today's episode. So uh, the Skillet's, I mentioned, you know, they own a restaurant and they're very famous throughout the state of Georgia for one, some spicy fritters that they make, and two, Ooh. for what is called a finocchi fizz soda. And the reason finocchi fizz is so popular is because it complements the fritters very well because mm. they're super spicy. So it keeps you from like blowing up your stomach essentially from the spice wow. of these fritters. So I would eat this meal. I would too. It sounds really good. I love fritters and yeah. I like soda. I mean, why not? Yeah. Um, so they're very popular around the state of Georgia for this. They're pretty famous, the Skillet family, for these culinary creations. But unfortunately, recent hauntings by the mysterious and frightening ghost of the Gator Ghoul have led to a very sharp decline in foot traffic. Uh -huh. uh, cue more like creepy Organ music. music. <laughs> <laughs> and so on the brink of financial ruin, Ma and Pa Skillet, they decide to give a call to Scooby Dumb's cousin, Scooby-Doo, to help end all of these hauntings and try to save the restaurant. Can I ask a question? Please do, because that's, are Ma, that's the perfect segue. Are Ma and Pa Skillet humans? They are. Okay. I didn't really describe their appearance. What did you think they were? I wasn't Gators? sure if like, <laughs> oh, no, they were other great Danes running. Like there's the different scenarios in my head of like, this great Dane family making delicious, like an early ratatouille situation, like making yeah. this delicious food. That's fair. Okay, that could be a weird situation. Or is it a more weird situation that the humans were like, let's call this dog's cousin? Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, to be fair, so yeah, I'm sure they didn't actually call Scooby. They probably called Fred or Shaggy and were like, hey, are you guys free? But I yeah. just thought it would be cute to write it that way. Damn it, Grace. Okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's all right. So call me out. <laughs> I just needed to picture what was happening. Yes. And, you know, you're right. I should have described them because in, in the Scooby-Doo world, anything can happen. Anything's mm-hmm. game. Like it yeah. could be. I'm, I'm pretty sure there are episodes where you see like an entire family of Great Danes like running a household at one point. So, yeah, in, so in some incarnation of Scooby-Doo. my so, confusion. Totally, totally fair. I'll give you that. Should Great. have thrown in a uh, description. Yes, they are human. And I guess I'll just very briefly say Ma pa, or Ma and Pa uh ma's a little bit taller than pa pa's like bald on the top he's got hair on the sides ma's a little bit like frumpier Mm -hmm. um but both very just lovely looking adorable Mm -hmm. older folks not really they don't look like country bumpkins or like hillbillies really Mm -hmm. at all they just kind of look more like matronly and like i don't know like Like more like suburban old folks yeah so um but nonetheless they live in the middle of the swamp and you know they call mystery ink up because quite frankly i guess i guess they need like small business restoration services (laughs) because they (laughs) have this sharp decline in (laughs) in foot traffic Uh and uh this is actually this is right where the episode begins it's a dark and a foggy night and the kids they're driving to visit the showboat restaurant obviously located deep within the hokey Finoki swamp. <laughs> and as they're going through the directions that were given to them to reach the restaurant, they approach a proceed at your own risk sign. Oh. But this warning is no match for the gang who has, <laughs> and I, I quote you literally, they have just passed an abandoned grist mill, a cemetery, <laughs> and a snake farm. <laughs> so they are clearly on the best possible path also, no their destination. No wonder there's no foot traffic. Like, who's yeah. gonna, who drives? Don't go that way. <laughs> like, yes, let me go to this quaint little restaurant after passing all of these the horrifying landmarks. Yeah, no big deal. Okay. And also, like, in the middle of the swamp, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, they're following these directions. And as they're driving mm-hmm. to the restaurant, they keep seeing, like, these bright, headlights but it's not Hmm. from a car they can't they don't know what it's from but these lights keep shining into the mystery machine Hmm. and Vilma is like trying to calm everyone down obviously she's such a genius she's Mm -hmm. like it's just moon shining through the trees or an opening in the trees you guys calm down we're fine but as they keep driving the lights are like flashing on and off of them Hmm. and eventually they see them the lights behind them But as they turn around and look this time, they see that the lights are coming from the face of a, like, a humanoid alligator. So it's essentially an alligator standing on two legs with, like, super jacked biceps. And it's just, like, growling at them in the distance with these bright yellow headlights just shining right on them. And so they're like, "Uh, okay, I'm going to guess that's the gator ghoul (laughs) that the skillet's caught us about. Time to make our way, continue our way to the restaurant so we can figure out what the hell is going on here and help them out. That would be literally so terrifying. Wouldn't that be? And again, why this another reason why I think this episode is so iconic because the monster is actually like if it were real would yeah. be very, very terrifying. It's not like, like some weird random oh, clowns are scary, too. I was going to say it's not like a weird random right. clown or something, but like a, an anthropomorphic. Is that the word? Yeah. yeah. Alligator. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, and like and like the setting. It's not like there's an alligator man walking down the streets of Chicago. You'd be like, what a weird costume, you nerd. <laughs> but like you you're in a dark swamp where there's a snake farm. I can't get over the snake farm for some reason. Yeah, I know, there's right? A snake farm, there's like caution signs, there's abandoned everything, like yeah. cemeteries, like yeah, yeah it's cemeteries. Run down. It's very, very dark and foggy. Yeah. Like the, like fog is coming up to like halfway up the mystery machine Mm-mm. like they're just driving through this super dense thick fog yeah even over if a swamp. i was yeah if i was driving through that scenario and i even saw like a human i would be like axe murderer keep going no <laughs> keep, less keep yeah keep no less an alligator man okay yeah Mm-mm. so nope. already not off to a very uh not not off to a good start Mm-mm. at least it's definitely off to a frightening start yes. let's put it that way yes. <laughs> um so yeah, they're like, let's let's hurry up and get to the skillets because we now have proof that something is definitely out here scaring folks away. And they get to the showboat restaurant and they're immediately greeted by Scooby Dom. It's very <laughs> cute. He and Scooby have this like trademark handshake that they do. Watch the episode. Yeah, yeah it's so adorable. Dogs can shake. Dogs have hands and they can shake them. Boom, um, baby. <laughs> and so Pa and Ma start to tell the teens, well, first off, they're very grateful for them being there. They're like so happy because they admit that they're about to like totally be shut out of business Aww. if they don't get any new customers in a week. And Pa says that he believes business is low because the gator ghoul is scaring folks away, which the teens can like attest to. They're like, <laughs> yeah, we just saw that dude. We I don't want to be coming around yeah. here if you weren't paying us either. <laughs> so <laughs> Ma, Ma and them, or Ma and Pa then take the teens down to the Finoki Fizz bottling warehouse, I guess, because they okay. want them to like, you know, have an understanding of all the areas that they're going to be investigating. And mm. they just want to like show them around. Mm-hmm. And Pa is like obviously very sad about like all of the wasted materials throughout this warehouse. Huh. He's saying, you know, we haven't made a bottle or sent any trucks of this soda out in over a month because Aww. as soon as the Gator Ghoul showed up, all of our workers and our distributors just like fled. Like they were Aww. out. They were not going to deal with it. So yeah, it is really sad. Well, like you have this old, adorable couple. Yeah. Um, and again, why it's iconic because yep. it kind of like a lot of like real life kind of like hardships <laughs> yeah. that we're seeing. Like, yeah, small businesses actually do sometimes have trouble like bringing in customers and yeah. like you have to do whatever you can do to get your foot traffic back. Yep. Now, is it a, a ghost or like a humanoid <laughs> alligator that's driving people away? No, not typically, but it could be crime in the area. It could be, mm. it could be a number of things. So yep. yeah, again, like real life problems that the gang is coming in to really help mm. these folks out with. And so Fred is like, all right, you, we've seen, we've seen all we need to see from you guys. Like we're going to keep our eyes open. We're going to start investigating. And they invite Scooby Dumb to come with them. Aww. And something I did not mention about Scooby Dumb earlier is that apparently he like dreams of one day becoming a police dog or like a detective. He so he, yeah. <laughs> so, so even dumb. though he's really not the sharpest tool in the shed, as his name suggests, name. <laughs> he's still like super courageous like very, very brave and is very eager and excited to join the teens as they're investigating this. And so while they're looking through the warehouse or the the bottling factory, Mm. whatever, the gator ghoul actually appears because he's been lurking around the property, obviously, Mm -hmm. and he's trying to scare away anyone new who comes into the area. 
But the ghoul is no match for the dim wits of Scooby Dum. <laughs> so what does that say about the gator? I don't know. Yeah. But Scooby Dum is able to like chase him out of uh, of the factory, uh-huh. get them to a point of safety for a little bit. The gang is able to recollect themselves and whatnot. And as they're like freaking out about just you know having been chased by the gator ghoul, they notice a bright yellow light. So more bright mm. yellow lights and an ominous shadow approaching around the corner. Hmm. And so they're thinking, oh my God, the gator ghoul is back. Oh my God, he's going to kill us. So (laughs) Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo, he's like, well, I can't, you know, let Scooby-Dum show me up like Mm. that. I gotta, I gotta match up to his courageousness. So he kind of like perks up and runs towards this figure coming around the corner and attacks it. And yeah, straight up attacks it, like traps it in a barrel. Oh. And Ma and Pa Skillet, they hear all this commotion. I guess they went back upstairs and they yeah. hear all of this commotion from the from the factory and all of this chasing and probably like screams Screaming. from, the, from yeah. the teenagers like <laughs> running for their lives. Yep. And so they come back down like, what in the world is going on down here? And Shaggy explains that they think they may have actually just caught the gator ghoul, which would be like amazing, like Look, five minutes, five episode. minutes on the job. Yeah. <laughs> and boom, we already got him. We're done. Yep. Pay up. Give us what little money you still give have. Us, yeah, seriously. Give us all the fritters you got. This is extra now. <laughs> all the fritters. Um, also, just yeah. like, yeah, I, I'm backtracking slightly to what you said of like, yeah, they are running for their lives. Like, what, what did happen to all the factory workers and, like, distributors and stuff? Like, the swamp is probably a great place to hide a body. Like, I bet it would decompose very quickly because it's yeah. so, like, moist out there. True. Like, mm-hmm. the, the ground is soft. You could, like, dig a grave easily. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. And I actually think that's part of why, side side tangent, but when I was reading about the Oki Finoki, part mm-hmm. of, I think part of what makes it Blackwater is, like, the decomposing ah. of, like, vegetation and stuff mm-hmm. around there. So it's like, hey, maybe these dead bodies decomposing is making it even blacker in there. Um, Ew. Yeah. Yeah. Pa Pa says that uh, all of them disappeared or like they ran off. Mm. Like, yeah, they ran off, a.k.a. the gator ghoul ate them and their bones are sitting (laughs) at the bottom of the swamp right underneath your showboat. Can I tangent Um, your tangent really quick? Please do. Yeah. Do you know that once uh, our high school rowing team found a dead body? Yeah. Yes. Um, and was it? It was in the was in the water, and there was not in. The yes, there was. Water. There were two different ones. Yeah. Um, yes. I think I. I yes. know for a fact there was the not in the water. One, yes, but there which was also would one. Would have been terrifying. Yeah, there was also one in the water one. There and was. I think it yeah. was Either before our time or like we were inside that day. Yeah. Or something, but uh, I know. I know the yeah. out of water one was before our time. Yes. I think it was maybe like a year or two yeah. before our time, but people on the team were still talking about it by the time that we, because yep. yeah, how do you not? That's like very mm-hmm. traumatizing. traumatizing. I know one time, I forget if this was when I was rowing or coaching, but there was a slaughterhouse along the Licking River uh-huh. and on a rainy day, I no. shit you not, Grace, a like a pig 
floated <laughs> by us on the river. I was like, that is fucking gross. It was, the <laughs> it was so disgusting. It smelled so bad because that river was already so disgusting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just like relating deeply yeah. to this swamp right now. Based yeah. On, yeah. Where right. we uh, rode in high school, which yes, as listeners are now hearing was a fucking disgusting river. It was literal dead bodies in it. Yes. So. Animal and sometimes unfortunately and human. We yes. saw so Oh my God, so many. Sorry, I'm going into like thousand yards there because I just remembered so many other things we saw in there. Thousands yeah. of condoms, yep. needles, just yep. wow. Cincinnati in Northern Kentucky, Ooh. it's a lovely place to visit, y'all. I swear. <laughs> oh, and don't worry, this river we're talking about, yes, it feeds directly into the Ohio River, which is a yes. huge waterway in America. Yes. Don't Massive. worry about don't it. You Anyways. Worry. Okey Pinocchi, um, Let's get back to Scooby Doo. Yeah. So back to another dark, depressing body of water. <laughs> yes. Filled um, with bodies. Yes. Yes. Filled with bodies. We assume mm-hmm. uh, that have succumbed to the whims of the Gator Ghoul. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ma and Pa Skillet, they get back down to the uh, the soda bottling factory to see what in the hell all this commotion is about with the teenagers. Mm-hmm. And as Shaggy's telling them, we think we got the Gator Ghoul. We won. We did it, we Ma. We did it. We did it. Uh, she's like, the, the dust gets a chance to settle. And she's like, no, 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 that, that's not the Gator Ghoul kids. That's our dishwasher, Simon Stingy. <laughs> also <laughs> stingy. Stingy, <laughs> yes. They, they couldn't stick away from the punny names for yep. too long. Yep. And so, you'll see, Stingy is the exact proper way to describe this man. Because uh, he is literally, he is enraged and furious with these kids. I mean, yeah, I would, I would also right, Exactly. This. Like, yeah, let's be real. So, like, Shaggy is not offering to help him. Him out of the barrel so you see Simon like struggling to like get out of this ginormous barrel and he lifts himself out and as soon as he gets out though he lunges and reaches towards Scooby and like is threatening him like you need to tar and feather that dog and oh you need to God. hang him yeah like so it's like okay dude I get that you're angry but you could have like, you could have I mean, controlled those emotions a little bit better yeah, yep um and so Fred is telling him, like, hey, dude, back off. We apologize. Sorry yeah, that yeah. You know, Scooby did this. And Stingy just kind of runs off still, like, threatening Scooby as he's running away. Angrily, and, yeah. so, and so at this point, Ma and Pa Skillet are like, yeah, we're sorry about him. He's kind of, like, always been a really mean, old, grumpy man. Mm. So are bad for not kind of giving you a heads up that he was here. Yeah. But Fred then says like, well, are there any other employees that you think <laughs> right. you should so tell us about? Maybe? Them. <laughs> yeah. So that no one else sues us probably for <laughs> yeah, truly. battery and assault. Yeah. We're uh, put our dogs down for attacking humans, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Oh, God, that'd be tragic. Yep. In Scooby-Doo. Oh, no. um, <laughs> and so, Ma and Pa say that they actually only have one other employee who works for them, and her name is Alice Dovely, and she is their assistant and their bookkeeper, kind of like their receptionist, Mm. and we find out she also is, she kind of is like their adopted daughter. Um, They describe her as being like the child that they were never able to have. You know, I mentioned earlier the skillets, they, they always wanted kids, but they couldn't have them. And they thought it'd be great to have people helping out around the restaurant. But one day Alice kind of walked into their lives and they hired her and brought her on and like took her under their wing. And Alice Mm. just really like found a home with the skillet family. 
And so as Velma is asking if there's, you know, anything special that they should know about Alice for their investigation, mm-hmm. Pa goes on maybe a little too fondly about Alice. Oh, no. Like she's so sweet and kindly and has a heart of gold and she's just amazing. Mm. And Ma is standing right next to him and is like, uh. dude, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> she like shushes him uh maybe chill. for one yeah maybe for one because he's coming off a little strong yeah <laughs> and two because they hear that alice dudley is actually approaching them yeah. and she's like you're gonna make us look fucking creepy so <laughs> tone down a little bit chill man <laughs> yeah and so alice walks up to the group and she introduces herself and she's she's just like a nice looking lady brown hair pulled back and like glasses um not that's know, how she, you know she's guess, kind of younger the glasses As the glasses she's the yeah. smart one she's nice she's exactly she knows <laughs> numbers and whatnot uh-huh. um and pa is telling alice how he was just telling the teens how alice working for them has really helped save their business because she agreed to stay on for free after the gator oh. roll attacks started happening she's like i can help you guys save some money Just don't worry about paying me. I know times are tough. Mm -hmm. And, you know, additionally, the skillets share the information that Alice actually covered their most recent bank loan payment as well. Wow. So she not only is she offering to work for free, but she's also like fronting money for them to maintain Mm. ownership of the showboat restaurant. Mm -hmm. So very kind. And the whole gang, the whole gang at this point is like, very very like enamored by this like mm-hmm. oh she's such a sweetheart how like how, why are you so kind and nice how cute mm-hmm. well if the options are between alice and simon i guess we're gonna go investigate simon then so also i'm just like picturing like during this whole thing daphne is just like what is a low a loan <laughs> Like, do people usually get work or get paid to work? <laughs> I thought that you just live life and money shows up. <laughs> Daphne's like not touching anything there, and it's yeah. just like, what is this a, you speak of? A a a, a mortgage? 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 You just own it. You just I've never heard thing. such words. You don't just Eddie own buys everything, everything you for me. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the teens decide that uh, they should, instead of, you know, continuing their investigation at the warehouse, they go to uh, Simon Stingy's cabin, which mm. just so happens to be, like, next door. Oh, great. Warehouse and the factory or the uh, showboat restaurant, I mean. Yeah, so very, very convenient. His commute to work every day is probably <laughs> non-stressful. Yeah. Um, and so they break, they literally break in to Simon's house. They walk up there. For this violent man's house. This violent man. A violent man who had a reason to be angry. Yeah, okay, that's Maybe true. He, he, over, he overdid it a bit, but yes. I mean, come on. We like, would all be he, pissed. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't describe his appearance, but he's definitely, he's an older guy. He's not old, but like he's balding mm-hmm. and he's kind of bigger and it's late at night. He's working for a company that is failing going to be out of business. He's probably like the only dishwasher in this massive place. I'm sure he doesn't have a lot of dishes to wash, but it's, you know, (laughs) it's stressful. 
And, you know, it's it's the night shift and then these random teenagers and their dog knock you over. Yeah, into a great a barrel, Dane attacks and, you. Yeah, like yeah. He, had wa- he, was, he had water and stuff with him when he got knocked over. So he like all that spilled on him and <laughs> it's a mess. Like, yes, I would be pretty pissed yeah, off too. Yeah, I want to tar and feather the dog. No, but would I obviously be angry? Yes, 100,000%. For sure. So yeah. they literally off of just this information alone about Simon break into his private abode just perfect boom walk on in Mm -hmm. and after after they break in actually um interestingly enough the teens find a heaping load of absolutely nothing they (laughs) (laughs) and it's very funny the way they find this whole bunch of nothing like they are all scattered throughout his house in different rooms and it like shows each one of them Daphne is like in a closet just like rummaging through shit like yep nothing in here no gator costume <laughs> and velma is like in like she's like by a fireplace or something just mm-hmm. looking around like yeah nothing suspicious <laughs> here and then it like pans over to fred who is in maybe the dining room and he's like ooh, he's got a comic book with a picture of the gator ghoul on it suspicious <laughs> oh gangs okay. kind of like nah no. <laughs> like throw, throw the comic book or all right guys let's go back to you the show about restaurant. <laughs> yeah. so they just leave they just break into this guy's house Oh. I'm through all of his shit, find absolutely nothing, and then go right back to the place where they should have been investigating the entire time. I'm also just um, picturing that they like didn't shut the closet door, like the comic books on the ground. It's like, like folded, yeah, on the ground. The open. front door is still open. Like they didn't clean, they didn't try to make it look like <laughs> yeah. drag mud in. Yeah, they yeah, did not cover their tracks. They're like, the skillets gave us a warrant to search wherever we want. <laughs> That's how warrants work, right? They're the judge of Hokey Finoki, aren't yeah. they? <laughs> the skillets signed this piece of paper saying that I could break into your house. So that's what so we did. Chill. Save your job, dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's chill. It's all good. Um, Be cool, so, man. So, as they should have done a while ago, they return to the showboat restaurant and they decide to split up and search every inch because at this point they're like, "Well, this is all we got. Well, yep. We only got chased in the warehouse, and we didn't <laughs> find anything there. And Simon Stingy's house was a total dud." So. Uh, Fred sends uh, Vilma and Daphne to look through cabins on one end and like sends uh, Shaggy to go look on the deck and just everyone breaking up. Mm -hmm. But as Shaggy is trying to open the door to like get out onto the deck, the gator ghoul is standing right there in front of him growling and everything. And the gang is just like frozen in shock for a second looking like, (laughs) is this Uh, really happening? uh, What do I do now? And Scooby-Doo chase ensues around the showboat restaurant mm. for a little bit. Excellent. But again, Scooby Dumb coming in clutch. He's able to tack yes. the gator ghoul, tackle, attack slash tackle. Yeah. I kind of just like. He's a good boy. Those, both yeah. of those words. But yes, Dumb is a very good boy. Attacks and uh, captures the gator ghoul. And the kids are excited, like, oh, my God, we're really good at finishing these mysteries early. <laughs> and so, they, God, do you they... want to come be with, do you want to replace Scooby-Doo? You're really good yeah, at this. Right, dumb, you're awesome. Like, no offense, Scooby-Doo, but you you may want to just stay in Georgia. Um, <laughs> so they go to, like, take the top, the head of the costume off, though, and they realize that it's actually um, a motorized suit. And oh. actually a living being inside. 
So interesting. they're looking at this suit and inspecting it. And they notice that there's a label on the inside that says property of Beauregard film productions and Velma genius. She is. And I guess pop culture aficionado <laughs> that she is. It's like, Oh, Hey, that is the film company that produced a movie about the gator ghoul or like a monster alligator in this uh-huh. swamp just last year. Uh. And so Daphne then makes a suggestion that maybe the gator ghoul is actually just a mechanical monster and not a person in a costume to which Fred Wait. responds. <laughs> um, we may have to put a video clip of this in there because <laughs> oh, no. it's like the weirdest line delivery that I've ever heard for Fred before. Mm-hmm. He responds to Daphne's suggestion that the gator ghoul is a mechanical monster by saying no way <laughs> literally just like that <laughs> what so it's like it's somewhat disbelief but it's also somewhat just like, like how dumb are you Debbie? <laughs> yes no way like what? picture him Fred? being that sassy yeah as they're like was... standing over the mechanical gator yeah, like i get it though fred yeah it um so wow yeah, he like it's almost <laughs> like he it was like a test of his faith like his whole like you could see every all of his priors like shattering <laughs> he was like what am are they all are they monsters or are they machines <laughs> which one is it <laughs> it's so funny this yeah um, this so, is too much for yes fred's like gonna like have a like full mental breakdown in that <laughs> yes. moment like a, a break a with crisis yeah <laughs> Um, and so now all of them very confused, very shooken about shaken, whatever shook about, uh, all of this, the, the monster slash machine, the rise of the machines, apparently Velma suggesting that they should go to the old shack in the swamp where that movie was filmed, uh, the year before. Great. And so they make their way to this shack that is, as per usual, entirely like a dilapidated <laughs> shack just in the middle of the swamp, fog like covering the whole thing. Like uh-huh. you can hardly see it through the thick <laughs> mist. And I'm, like um, somewhat giggling right now, too, because like because it was like the movie set, is it like, oh, the like, you know, people on a movie who like go and find the different places they're gonna film, did they find the abandoned shack or did they build, they build is it. this actually <laughs> brand new, but they just built it to look completely <laughs> like dilapidated yeah. and they just kept it. They're like, it's too right. much to move. And exactly, just left it after yeah. production. <laughs> like, well, there's no one else really in this old swamp. Yeah. <laughs> we're, not, we're not hurting. We're, we're cutting, <laughs> shaving down the cost of this film a little yeah. bit and just gonna leave it. And apparently, like, they left it in a hurry because the door was wide open when the teens got there. So, mm, okay. or, or maybe it's the favorite spot of, like, junkies and criminals in the area to, like, yeah. get out. Who knows? So I mean, it seems like a great probably, spot. Like, yeah, really, like an old shack in the middle of the swamp. Yeah. Kind of. So, really, the teens should be, like, approaching Terrified. and entering with, with, with great caution. Yes. Um, but, no, they don't. They just walk right in. 
uh, they don't okay. like look around or shine any flashlights in mm-hmm. to make sure that there's no murderers in there or yeah, anything. I and all of I'll, add, <laughs> I'll add that even though the door was wide open, this is like private property still. So uh, they're still breaking another, yeah, another trespass here. So that's yep. like two in an hour for these teens. <laughs> yep. Adding another tally to that. Yep. Uh, and so when they enter this old shack, the first thing that they see is an old alligator costume like sitting right by the door and it scares the shit out of scooby so he starts like running around the shack and bumps into a wall and conveniently a note falls off of a shelf that he like bumps into and so daphne she picks up the note and she first says that it's something written on a letterhead of a company called cookie cola and cookie cola as I'll explain very briefly here, happens to be a very big local competitor to Finocchi Fizz, Uh soda owned by the Skillet family. Uh And what I, at at the top of the episode, I mentioned that the thing that makes Finocchi Fizz so special is that it complements the super spicy fritters Uh because it kind of like balances the heat. So your stomach doesn't like explode from (laughs) how spicy the fritters are. Uh And Cookie Cola couldn't quite figure out that exact same formula. So even though like their cola is good, it's not Finocchi not Fizz, good, especially okay. like if you want to enjoy these very popular, very delicious fritters. Mm. So little background information okay. there that will be important in the next few minutes going forward. So Daphne reads this note that is on the cookie cola letterhead, and it says, quote, 2 AD, set up director's meeting for final decision on gator matter, <laughs> signed BB president unquote uh yeah so very very direct on on the gator matter like this is what board members talk about actually oh man we've got to get this gator situation under control this out the gator matter (laughs) and so knowing that they need to find more clues after reading this note which again the note is a clue in itself yes what is doing here but they're like it's not enough yeah, but I think we're on to something here. So they decide to split back up. I guess they're they're kind of done with the shack, or they're not mm. as invested in the shack anymore. I'm also just picturing that it's like a one room shack. Like they've now seen it all. Honestly, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, like looking thinking back in my memory of what it looked <laughs> like. Yeah, I didn't like really write down the interior description here, but yeah. I'm like I'm pretty sure they're all they all remain just in like the same room. area yeah. at the same time the entire time. Uh, so they send Shaggy and the Scoobies back to the showboat. And then the other three actually stay there because as Ah. Shaggy and Scooby are leaving, Vilma notices a ripped up note on the floor. And so Daphne's like, anytime someone rips something up, it's something they want to hide, which (laughs) I mean, yes, but not everything that wants to be hidden is also like malicious or nefarious. Right. And also (laughs) sometimes like, I may have written like the crocodile matter and I was embarrassed. So I ripped the note yeah, up and started over oh, again. Sorry, I meant gator. gator. That's, that's embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, you wrote you wrote it in pen. Yeah, you write you it in pencil erase. so you can't erase it. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe like it's personally identifying information. Oh, or like it might know, be like, right now. Yeah, exactly. Well, maybe we'll see. But I mean, like, say it's like someone's social security number. Right, yeah. That's not malicious. That's just (laughs) something I don't want people to see. (laughs) 
So. Yeah, I'm just being smart. Yeah. yeah, but whatever. Okay, Daphne, she's yeah. on to something here. Yeah, because I mean, probably a good point in the scenario. Yeah. You're in a murder sure. shack in the middle of a murder swamp. So. <laughs> With an yes. alligator costume yes. right next to you. So you're right. This has to be important in yeah, some way right or another. Here, yes, assume. exactly. And yes, your assumption is correct. Uh, they begin to piece together the shreds. Uh, Velma, Daphne, and Fred do while, mm. again, Shaggy and the Scoobies are back at the showboat mm, the restaurant. Because the Scoobies, that should be a band name. I'm, I'm better anyway, Yeah. Uh, because, anyway, so obviously... <laughs> Putting together this note is going to unravel the entire mystery. Mm-hmm. So those three are very invested. They're like, they look so cute. They're like toddlers when you're like putting together a puzzle. They're like all on the floor, like on their <laughs> knees, like cradling their hands, looking like, oh, maybe it's it's very funny. Teamwork. Just like moving the puzzle pieces around. Like, <laughs> Literally, that's exactly what they're doing. So in the murder shack, great. (laughs) In the murder shack, yes. Having fun, doing a nice little family puzzle together. (laughs) So back in the showboat, uh, rather than searching for clues, we see that Shaggy is actually not quite yet. They're cooking, (laughs) getting ready to eat. He is whipping up a batch of the famous super spicy, funky fritters. You know, no big deal. Just using Ma and Pa Skillet's kitchen, all of their cutlery and machinery and their food and their ingredients and their electricity. Water um, for for their endless consumption. Exactly. Like I'm sure that Ma and Pa Skillet have that stuff to just, yeah, exactly. Waste Uh and give away (laughs) on these kids, whatever. Um, maybe they'll just take it out of their paycheck. We'll see. So <laughs> Shaggy, he eats too many of these super spicy, funky fritters, uh-huh. as I noted, that can kind of blow Very up your spicy. stomach. And he yep. doesn't have any finoki fizz with him to settle that spice. So cool. he actually endures like a little bit of gastrointestinal distress <laughs> for a bit. And you like hear him in the kitchen, like moaning, like, oh my God. This is and like a very realistic episode. It is actually, like, again, why it's so iconic. God, damn. Like, damn, we have all been shaggy before we've all eaten <laughs> yeah, something too spicy or just like way much. overdid it. Exactly. And then just had to like fetal position, yeah, like cry floor. ourselves to sleep. Yeah. Yes, 100%. And, and so the other three, they have now left the shack and they're arriving back at the showboat restaurant, but they hear like Shaggy moaning inside. <laughs> so, so they're being they, murdered. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Fred thinks that the gator ghoul is in there like attacking him. And so they like bust in. And then of course, I just see like Shaggy's left a mess in the kitchen, of course. like on the floor, holding his stomach, like in so much pain. <laughs> And so Fred's like, dude, get it together. Like, I've got a, I've got a plan. We're gonna catch this dude. We gotta get this shit cleaned up. You made a <laughs> mess in here. And so as they're cleaning everything up, I don't remember how, but somehow Shaggy gets his feet stuck in a bowl of the batter of the fritter batter. <laughs> I don't know what he does to cook. You know that phrase, like, when something's really, really good, you say you put your foot in it. (laughs) No. You've never heard that? No. Is that a phrase? Yeah, people say that. Or it's like you put, you know, you threw everything in there, but the kitchen sink. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man, you put your foot all in there. Man, maybe my grandmother was the only one who said that. No, I'm I'm pretty sure other people say it. But Did your grandma put her feet in her food? Hey, if she did. It was good. <laughs> that shit was good. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. 
my grandma could cook. Uh, but anyway, so as they're trying to pull Shaggy's feet out of this bowl of batter, like literally the whole gang is like pulling him and like half, well, half of them's pulling him. The other half's like holding oh my God, him. It's like cement. You just see it like stretching. Yeah, it's like wet cement. And Bill was like, this shit is super elastic. What in the world? Yeah. And Fred immediately is like, oh, you know, I just got a new plan on how we're going to catch the gator ghoul. Mm. So whatever plan he got there saying he had it first, he's like, fuck that plan. This one is <laughs> this way <one's> better. <laughs> Step one of Fred's plan. Well, uh-huh. so actually first they decide to just like have Shaggy take his shoes off. So they just leave his <laughs> shoes. So he's like barefoot and they just leave his shoes and this whole fritter pattern. Yeah, you're fine. Like, yeah, you're fine. We'll, we'll figure that out later. <laughs> but then step one of Fred's new plan is to get a big ass bowl or like pot of flour and he just like dumps it over Shaggy's head without warning or like announcement. <laughs> so Shaggy is like, he's like standing around looking at how he doesn't have shoes on. And the next thing he knows, like flour is just like <laughs> over his head oh, and not shaggy well is like not at all gastrointestinal distress he's, yeah, he's tired probably like lights in his eyes yeah exactly now he doesn't have shoes on <laughs> it's a mess and they're in a swamp too like that's not yeah. somewhere where you don't that's not relaxing shoes. yeah um and so shaggy is like what the fuck fred why did you just dump this flower on me and fred's like oh no no big deal it's just to keep the fritter batter from sticking to you and so then Fred covers himself, Scooby-Doo and Scooby-Dumb in flour. And then he starts okay. to pour a trail of batter through the restaurant or through the, uh, like through the kitchen, whatever. Oh, uh-huh. And so he then tells Shaggy and the Scoobies to go find the gator ghoul, like go out to the showboat deck and just uh-huh. start like making some noise, get his attention, uh-huh. bring him in here. And then what'll happen is that when the gator ghoul runs on the batter, he'll get stuck oh, and they'll they be able won't. to trap him. Exactly. But since all the boys are covered in flour, they will not get stuck oh. because that's what happens in baking and cooking. Wow. And Fred dough. is a little baker. He's a little chef. Yeah. So he like sticks okay. his finger. Fred sticks his finger, his hand in a bowl of the dough to show like, look, see, flour, uh-huh. batter. Wow. No sticky. We're good. And Fred. So Shaggy and Scooby-Doo and Scooby-Dum. They follow the plan. They go up on the showboat deck and they start just like making a ruckus and uh-huh. <laughs> getting the gator ghoul's attention. And of course, the gator ghoul chases them around the deck Great. for a bit. They lead him into the kitchen and we see Velma and Fred and Daphne like hiding behind like a fritter making machine. Uh-huh. And I just want to point out that at this point, Fred is no longer covered in flour. <laughs> <laughs> so he literally dumped flour on himself change clothes, shower, <laughs> wash his hair, did his hair, a new ascot, did his hair, <laughs> change back into new clothes. Um, and again, all that he did after dumping the flour on him was he just like stuck his finger. Right. He could have just like, put his hand in flour. <laughs> But no, he covered his entire body in flour just so he could dip one finger in to test to see that it works. And then he's like, yeah, you know, I don't want to, I'm just, I don't want to get chased by this thing. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not the chase. I'm not the chase here. I set the trap. I don't, I I am not the bait. Okay. (laughs) So uh, yeah, he changed clothes and then started hiding with, uh, yeah, Velma and Daphne behind a fritter machine. And they're watching as Shaggy and the Scoobies lead the Gator Ghoul back into the kitchen. They're kind of like creeping around the machine looking. Uh-huh. And 
this this episode is full of funny ass lines grace oh, no. let me tell you shaggy is running in uh-huh. and remember he's barefoot he covered has just gone through covered in flour uh-huh. just gone through a bout of gastrointestinal distress <laughs> probably like still hungry or tired or something because it's yeah. shaggy and it's been a long day yep and he's scared generally because he's being chased, he's being chased. By a monster Makes sense. and although he's athletic he is still like running without shoes through like batter uh-huh. so even the most athletic person trip and fall oh no so shaggy unfortunately as he's running through the batter he trips and lands face first (gasps) to which immediately velma exclaims dumb 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 (laughs) shaggy did it again quote unquote how mean i was watching this like this is like a behind the scenes yeah and yeah and that's the thing she was like hiding behind the machine so i don't think shaggy heard her although she yelled it yeah she yells this and then guess what happens literally a millisecond after shaggy trips he gets right back up and keeps running (laughs) and the gator ghoul follows him onto the trail of batter and still gets stuck so shaggy tripping literally did not impact the plan like, whatsoever and velma, i've never like, seen you run i exactly like you scurried you, um you, you don't run velma yeah you, be, you know how she runs too like with their hands up like yeah she exactly you trip because yeah. that's not aerodynamic whatsoever yeah. and she like, like barefoot no less covered yeah. in flowers probably some in his eyes again like you said all of these factors working against shaggy Exactly. Uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah. So Velma. I, 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 uh, I kind of, I feel change for Velma after that. I was like, exactly. Like Velma, yeah. you actually are, you're a pretty mean person. That was not cool. Yeah. That was not that cool. Was not cool at and all, again, man. for her to say like, he did it again. Yeah. Damn. When, like the plan still 100% work. <laughs> like I, and I cannot stress this enough, how much his tripping did, did not, not impact <laughs> the plan working <laughs> like he tripped they reacted he got right back up the gator ghoul still got stuck who so, anyway. who was the like writer in the writer's room this week who was having some problems at home the, like, clearly no way dumb 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 dumb, like, dumb dumb shaggy did it again like damn. he accidentally wrote like his brother's name in there or something <laughs> then erased it like oh shit i mean shaggy that's who i'm mad at right now Not yeah to, they oops. you gotta yeah, leave those some, problems at home man someone was going through some stuff yikes, yeah like yikes. damn they literally threw all of that in there just to like get an angry line out like that yeah. none of that exchange had to be in there yeah um, truly so, so yes very that was funny but anyway so <laughs> horrible yeah. so now the gator pool though is trapped they oh, they good. got him yes they are ready Great. to unveil who's under the mask because he's he's obviously stuck in this batter mm-hmm. um real quick i i'll go through the minimal clues and the minimal suspects Great. that we've got here but we've got them nonetheless so the first clue was obviously the headless alligator suit mm-hmm. and or like the motorized mechanical suit uh that was left behind by the movie company uh the second clue was the torn up piece of paper which the teens have now revealed. Okay, I was going to ask about that. I was going to be like, did they not figure that out? (laughs) So they got close to figuring it out before they left the showboat restaurant, but Mm. you still don't figure out until um, they're like going through exactly all the clues because as per usual, Vilma loves to like hide the ball. So she's just (laughs) Uh been sitting on all all of these clues and this evidence. And she's like, okay, now I'll tell you guys. (laughs) So the the, uh, note is revealed to say, Notice of termination from Cookie Cola Company to Alice 
Dovely. Oh, yes. Shit. So shaggy. And and then, of course, there was also that letter um, on the cookie cola yeah. letterhead that the said, Gator like, to AD. Yeah, set oh. up uh, direct AD. Shit. Set up director's meeting on Gator Matter. Exactly. Signed by the president. To- think of yeah, initials like, when you read that and i was like ma and pa that, that those that's are not initials. ad i mean i guess i'm sure their real names aren't ma and pa no, but they are. still skill they are ma uh-huh. skillet that's on her birth certificate yeah. um so shaggy he's laughing at vilma's theory that miss dovla miss dovely is the gator ghoul i think he's actually like kind of mad at vilma for shitting <laughs> on him like that so he's like vilma you idiot yeah right but <laughs> Unfortunately, well, I guess sorry, I didn't really give you a chance. Nope. To, as soon as you said yeah, notice of termination. I know. I, yeah, it's like I can't really get through the clues without giving away who it is. Yep. And also, like, it clearly was not Simon Stingy. They found jack shit. Yeah. And- well, I will say <laughs> but- also though, before, which is why I wanted to ask if they put together that that mystery letter, that ripped up letter, which yes, once you were once you read that became obvious but prior to that yeah. i was gonna be like this could just be another fucking mechanical one and mm-hmm. like they still have not solved it you know grace i think <laughs> that would have made more sense because <laughs> i am going to tell you first so i'm gonna tell you why well first all right let me let me just say they, they pull up the mask uh-huh. and it's revealed obviously it's alice dovely and it's hilarious yes. she's like shamefully looking down at the floor like oh what have i done they caught me but also she's like she's not a big lady and she's yeah. in this massive alligator costume it like yeah. comes up to her chin you like just see her head poking out. she's like, like drowning in the suit yes. yes um and she says an iteration of one of our absolute favorite lines the classic <gasps> line from scooby-doo it would have been mine if it weren't for you nosy kids they so, said yes they said I, think, the thing. I think this is the first episode i've is. done yeah where they say that and yeah, so i got they haven't said it in mine yet more iconicness amazing this episode yes even though it's a very shoddy crime and like motive, which I'm about yeah. to get into. Uh-huh. Um, but so Vilma and the gang and all of them are like, all right, let's piece together, you know, why she did this. Let's tell mm. the skillets what's going on. Cause the skillets are obviously very freaking confused. Yeah, like heartbroken. Adopt- exactly. Like our uh. adopted essentially daughter who helped save our business. It turns out she's the one who was also trying Ruining to our business mm. and like, possibly killing all of our distributors yeah, we still have not answered at, that question. at least disappearing them if nothing mm-hmm. else and so Vilma she goes through the clues or the first clue saying that that pink slip that they pieced together that note it fired Miss Dovely from her job um, as secretary to the president of Cookie Cola mm. and Miss Dovely apparently so while she was working there she had confidential information that Cookie Cola was about to buy Pa Skillet's secret Finocchi Fizz formula. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. 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 And okay. so, the so thickens, Duff- like that batter. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Miss Dovely came up with a two birds, one stone plan. Uh-huh. She was going to get revenge on Cookie Cola for firing her. One. Okay. And two, she was going to ruin Ma and Pa Skillet's restaurant so she could foreclose on her loan to them, thus owning Finocchi Fizz and selling the secret formula to Cookie Cola for a fortune. Oh. Honestly, 
I Doesn't don't really add up. know how this is getting revenge on cookie cola. Yeah, this we'll is get into man. that. <laughs> and and I, I don't think that her fronting them a one-time loan payment would give her the ownership loaning them of a it. one-time. Yeah. Like she would not have a primary interest in the property also, if they foreclose, if they were foreclosed on because she fronted yeah. them one month's payment and she would not necessarily, I don't think be like, she wouldn't be the owner of the yeah. intellectual property behind the soda formula yeah. and just I, because she owns the restaurant. Like those are two different types of property that are yeah. not, maybe one is collateral for the other. That's actually kind of possible. Yeah. But, but I also can't imagine that like it was an official loan through a bank. She probably wrote a check once and was like, pay exactly. me back. Thanks. Where's exactly. the contract? That, and that is, um, I'm not going to scroll back up to find it because I'll get lost, <laughs> but Ma, Ma does say something along those lines. Like she doesn't, she doesn't say that like Alice opened up a whole new, like she started a mortgage or whatever right, yeah. just for one <laughs> month refi. for the skill. It's like, no, yeah. to me, it sounded like she just like, like you said, wrote them a Your check cash. or gave them some cash. Like, Hey, here you go. Yeah. So <laughs> Um, There's no yeah, legal so, binding to this. None, that none. they just I mean, borrowed money that if, if they feel anything, like it, they should pay back. If anything, they owe her that one month's installment. Yeah, that's it. But I don't think that if the bank forecloses that they're like, oh, Alice, you you paid the last right. month, so you're you're the you're the primary interest holder in yeah. this property. So I don't think yours. like JP like, no. Morgan Chase Bank will be like. <laughs> Oh, we foreclosed on them. Yes, your $330 cash means you own it. No, bitch, we own it now. Yeah, we I, think foreclosed. Anything, I think if anything, it would actually just make her credit go down lower. <laughs> yeah. <too. laughs> yeah, you don't want your name attached to that. So clearly she was fired from Cookie Cola because she was a very bad secretary because <laughs> she doesn't understand how any of this stuff works. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so just as we are visibly confused by this plot, <laughs> the skillets were also mm. still very yep. visibly confused by this apparent uh secret double life of Alice yeah. Duffy's and this, yeah, this whole conspiracy to take down their business. Yeah, so what Poff, did they ever do to her? Yeah, and we're gonna I'm gonna okay. get into that in okay. just a second, but until then, Pa, like he's still like none of this makes sense, but I'll be danged. Ma, call the sheriff. <laughs> like he literally says, I'll be dang. <laughs> call the sheriff. He's like, I don't fucking know what's going on here, but I guess we need to call the sheriff because yeah, it seems she's committed some crimes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and that's it. That's the episode. <laughs> you don't see the sheriff come, but obviously we assume that they come shortly after. Yeah. Um, and so I now I realize. I realize that as we have discussed here too, that obviously this plot is a lot parts. to be desired. Yeah, there's some loopholes um, in her thinking. Yes. And you'll notice, I mean, I, I tried to kind of get through that episode a little quickly because I was like, I need to save some time at the end of this so that I can do one of my absolute favorite things, Ooh. wildly speculate yes! about, <laughs> about what actually- That's my most marketable skill. <laughs> exactly. Put it on all my resumes. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. I'm, I can't seem to get hired anywhere. <laughs> um, so look, we've got to come up with more of a reason mm -hmm. uh, for Alice Dovely's motive here, because mm -hmm. I don't think like what could drive someone who, you know, essentially is brought in by this family, like an adopted daughter to them. She's known them yeah. for years. Like 
they spent holidays together. She taught or they taught her everything about the restaurant business and just really, really helped bring her up in the world and mm-hmm. raised her. And so you just have to wonder what would drive her to work for their biggest known competitor. Right. What what would do that? And then you have to ask as well, what did the skillets do? Because she she knew that they were you know, competitors Going under. with cookie. Cola. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's one thing to go and work for the competitor, but then to get on board with this gator rule thing to drive them out of yeah. business. So we remember obviously that the Finocchi fizz, it's better than cookie cola mm-hmm. because it like, you know, it complements the fritters, the fritters yeah. right? Cookie cola, they would do anything to get that formula because they know as long as the fritters are around, Mm -hmm. they're always going to be second to Finocchi Fizz. You can't get rid of the fritters. Those are too popular, but (laughs) you can buy the other company and then get Uh their formula. So they're like, all right, we've got to do whatever we can do to get this formula. I think they sent some little, some corporate spies into the area to figure mm-hmm. out who was close to the Skillet family. Um. They bribed Alice Dovely. Perhaps the Ooh. president of Cookie Cola pretended to love Alice Dovely. And whined and dined her, Ooh. made her think she could have anything in the world, Ooh. made her feel like she was everything in the world. Mm-hmm. Then he started to tell her about this great plan to try to acquire Finocchi Fizz mm. from her essentially parents. And he made it made it seem innocuous, you know. Oh, it's fine. Somehow. It's for the good of the community. Yeah. It's can be rich if we do this. Ooh. But then as the plan started coming together, Alice got cold feet. Ooh, she couldn't shit. quite go through with it. She was getting nervous. She was starting to get scared of like talking to the skillets because Wait, she thought they would catch on to her, her family. Right? Yeah. And so all of these nerves it kind of caused her to slip up on the job a couple of mm. times. And maybe the skillets got a little mad at her because times were already rough, mm-hmm. things are hard, and they can't afford any extra mishaps on the job. Makes sense. So Alice took these mishaps a little too personally, probably under all the stress of living yep. this double life. And, uh, you know, these mishaps then carried into her cookie cola job. She was getting cold feet there. She was starting to mess up work and it was getting yep. too, it was getting too it's close too messy. to exactly mm-hmm. too messy. So they fired her. Uh, now I'm going to guess that they probably threatened her with like non-disclosure yep. agreements and a bunch of yeah, lawsuits. Definitely a lot and, of non-competes yeah, going on. Like, you have to stay quiet. Yeah. You can't tell anyone about this. And so she lost the love of her life and, and mm. her boss. And she lost her job and she thinks the skillets are angry at her for messing up at oh, work. And so she goes into a spiral. <laughs> like wandering through the swamps late at night, every night, trying to figure out what to do. How to piece her life, her life back together. Exactly, piece by piece. And she comes across this old shack in the middle of the swamp where the film was filmed. And she sees an alligator costume and she's like, oh my God, I can beat Cookie Cola to their own plan. I'm going to put on this alligator costume. I'm going to shut down the Skillet's restaurant because apparently they hate me now for messing up at work. So I'm going to pretend to front them money. I'm going to own all of their shit when they foreclose. And then I'm going <laughs> to jack up the price of that Finocchi Fizz oh, recipe. Shit. So when that's the, the revenge. That's got to be it. I literally can't think of any other reason why someone would be driven to like totally ruin the lives of like their adopted the people parents. That they love. Like that. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. Maybe if there's... A, 
Any other any other explanations that you have? <laughs> any other reasons why Alice Dudley like totally snapped? I yes. have no idea, but I wish I, that uh, the writers of that episode would have added maybe it. something a little salacious like that in there. Yeah. Like she makes a, she makes a lot of very unreasonable decisions as the Gator Ghoul, and yes. so. Um, well, yeah, there had to be something absolutely bonkers, bananas <laughs> crazy to like drive her over the edge and start acting this way. Yeah, well, I love that theory really deeply uh, because, yeah, I mean, she's getting handwritten notes from the president of mm-hmm. Cookie Cola. So there's clearly a close relationship there going on. Yes. Um, and yeah, the like we said before, the full reveal of like, or the our wild speculation portion here uh, is that yeah like why why would her doing this be any type of revenge? But that your theory makes sense of like she's gonna make sure that they can't sell it, et cetera, yes. et cetera. Um, but also uh, another loophole potentially would be like okay if Cookie Cola was already in talks with Pa all of a sudden Pa's business is failing. That means he's more desperate to get the money from Cookie Cola. So he's more likely to sell the recipe as soon yeah. as possible to yeah, save his true. restaurant. Like, true. he's also pushing him to desperation. But I think your take that uh, she just had like a full, yeah, full on snap again, like break with reality moment that we thought Fred <laughs> was going to have earlier. I think this is her moment no of that. Way. No yeah. way. I think this is her moment of that because clearly she did not think these things through, no. nor did she like, it's the classic, like, uh, you know, it's always the, like the, it always just tell the truth type of thing. That's how you clear up miscommunications. Mm-hmm. Just tell the truth. She yeah. just kept digging her swampy hole. Exactly. Over and over again. Digging her grave in the swamp even deeper and deeper. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, and yeah, my theory here, my embellishments <laughs> of the story are not to say that it makes her plan make any more sense. Like it still makes zero sense yeah, whatsoever. Yeah, it's still a bad plan. Exactly. It's it just gives her like some kind of justification for like yeah. of a motive, you know? Because otherwise, it's really comes out of nowhere. <laughs> Yeah, true. Which is why Shaggy is in such di- and why the skillets. Everyone. Like, ev- everyone besides Velma and Fred mm-hmm. is just like visibly confused. Mm. Like even me as I was watching, <laughs> like what? Well, and I bet not only did Cookie Cola, I'm sure, like hold, yeah, you know, make her signed NDAs and you know, non-competitive agreements mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff, but like I also bet that the president was probably ready to blackmail her on their relationship at any point of like, because here's the thing, like he's going to pull the power move. He was probably like grooming her. And like the fact, like technically in an actual like ethical, like HR investigation into this, like he, because he is the person of power is like the wrongdoer here. Yes. But because I'm assuming he's a rich white man he would not get in trouble, but she would. And so he yes. probably could hold that over her as True. well. And so then the power like, of corporate lawyers versus yep. this lady who lives with a family that has a failing restaurant. Yeah. yeah. Small, Near the snake farm. <laughs> yeah. And a grist mill. Like, yeah. yeah, not much happening uh, economically on that end of town. Right. Exactly. So yeah. Like what other, again, beyond obviously just like coming clean to the skillets and stuff, like her vision, like her desperation of like, 
oh God, on either end, I'm betraying them. And they also are betraying yes. me. Oh God, what do I do? What do I do? Yes. Spiral. Yep. Mm-hmm. Led to a spiral. Wow. Exactly. An intense yeah. spiral. Great work. Intense. Thank you. Thank wow. you. Yes, definitely. So one of my, um, one of my favorite episodes, I, I was super excited to do this one actually, but mostly because I really love Scooby Dumb. Yep. And you know, I'm pretty sure the audience likes him too. Like it's probably yes. like 50, 50. Yeah. Cause sometimes they, they overdo his dim witted, yeah. but it is like a really good balance with the rest of the gang. Yeah. So it's, it's cute. And he also doesn't like pop up often. So I think that's the difference yes. between Scooby Dumb and Scooby or Scrappy. Scrappy. Doo. Scrappy yep. was in so many episodes. He like had his own show. Yeah. Whereas Scooby Dumb pops up in like maybe four episodes. And of it the makes Scooby sense Doo when show. he pops up. Like they yes. came to his home in this one. Like yes, exactly. There's a clear line of why he's there. And in the in the other episodes after this, he kind of is just like joining them randomly. So mm. This is the one that makes the most sense where Got they're like it. going to his home and then they like bring him back as a recurring character, yeah. but it's only like four, maybe five or something yeah, times. And then he, he was in another Scooby-Doo show that I actually never, ever have watched called Laugh Olympics. I don't know if you've heard of no. this. Yeah, I've never watched it. Hmm. Maybe one day I will, but apparently he was in a lot of that show, okay. but it seems like it was a lot lesser watched by people. Mm, so maybe also like no one... There was no oversaturation of yes, Tom within for the yeah, mystery yeah. Ink situation. Unlike there was for Scrappy. For Scrappy. Yeah. Yes. So for sure. Iconic episode. I love wow, it. Everyone amazing. go give it a watch. Great and monster. What in season theory. and episode was again, that again? So yeah, season one, episode three of the Scooby Doo show. Amazing. September 1976 on ABC. Nice. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. Well, great work. Um thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm very excited to go back and watch this one. Uh, yeah, because all the moments you're describing, psychoanalyze like, oh, Alice Dovely. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, like I'll I'll see if I come up with any different theories, but I I'm sticking with yours, I think. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I guess that's all Ooh. we got for right now. Yeah, yeah, we took you guys back to the swamp. We'll see where we go next time. We yeah, uh, yeah, we're winding down again, as we mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, winding down on our Scooby Doo analysis here and. <laughs> getting or ready to gear up for something, up on new, something else we're not quite ready to want to totally wind yeah. down yet we are winding down but we're not yes. ready to finish we, we got, got a couple like, more for you yeah two more two more scoops for now again we'll come back we got so much scooby to cover um but between now and uh next week i hope that you you know what go to your favorite diner and tell like your favorite waiter or waitress there about us yeah. be like like order some fritters get that fave on the side um and uh yeah tell him about this show tell him her or they to uh to look it up to check it out leave him a really nice tip also yes yeah like maybe double the usual tip because they are your favorite you love you love this little local shop you don't want your ma and pa shop to go out of business uh who else should they tell um i guess if you're at the diner just also tell the chef a la, mm. you know, the Skillet family. <laughs> if they're back there whipping up your fritters. Although I guess maybe they don't want you in the kitchen. I don't know. <laughs> ask if, yeah. ask if the ask if the waiter or waitress can like add a little note for the kitchen yes. back there that just says, watch Saturday morning mysteries yes. on YouTube, listen on Spotify, Amazon Podcast, <laughs> yes, anywhere else you listen to a podcast. Yes. And also I'll take two eggs and bacon, please. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you know how they like it. It's it's yes. the usual. Um, okay, perfect. Well, uh, enjoy that meal, everyone. And we'll see yeah. y'all next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Saturday Morning Mysteries. If you enjoyed this episode, please share, rate, review, leave us a like, and drop a comment. We post episodes every Saturday and bonus tune tangents whenever we feel like it. So please subscribe so you don't miss the shenanigans. And if you want to follow us on YouTube, click the bell under the YouTube subscribe button to receive notifications when new videos are posted. And if you want to subscribe to the podcast, we have no idea what you're listening to us on. So just hit the big subscribe button on whatever app you're using. We, we believe in you. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at SatmornMist, all the abreeds. And let us know if you have any episode or show requests by emailing SaturdayMorningMysteries at gmail.com. Thanks to Jenna Kendall for the logo design and to Ava Sakiki for the music used during this week's episode. See y'all groovy kids next week on Saturday Morning Mysteries.